welcome to Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Uh, hello, sisters. I am realizing. Hello. As I hello. began talking, uh, this uh, prelude to the beach week mm-hmm. episode. Not for everyone else, just for just us. For us. Just Sorry. for us. We're about to leave for the beach. Uh, and I'm very excited. But I realize that you all uh, came up with the thing we were going to talk about first, and I don't know what it is, and I have no way of introducing it, so I'm just going to stop talking. It's just going to slowly fade out. Like, well, okay. Um. <laughs> I mean, Stay you could have just said, filled. like, hey, what's going on in the world these days? Something natural like that. But it's okay. This, this works, too. This is get it behind the scenes. Awkward. <laughs> This is our brand. Pull in that curtain and all the dysfunction and awkwardness that goes into every episode. All, all the unnecessary exposure you want. Still buffering. We don't know what a fourth wall is. Nope. Uh, I, was, I was having a very like, you know, in Wayne's world when Wayne leaves because he's angry mm-hmm. and it's just Garth sitting there. And they start rolling, and he just sits there, terrified. Mm-hmm. I was, I was having like a moment like that where I just like my it's head like was that, gonna explode. Yeah. It's like that theater nightmare where you're put on stage and you don't know what show you're in or you know your lines, mm-hmm. but there are people watching. Mm-hmm. I have that one a lot. So mm-hmm. tell me what's going on in the world, young young kids. Hey, hey, young kids. Hey, hey cool teens. teens. Hey, fellow teens. There it is. <laughs> and it was coming. Uh, well, I. I wanted to, to, to talk to, to y'all about something that I saw was going on recently on uh, on on the Instagrams um, that I guess they're trying a new a new program where or a new version where you don't see likes uh, mm-hmm. on other people's pictures. Like you can you can count them, I guess, by clicking on like who's looked at it. If that's how you want to spend your day, <laughs> like keep <laughs> yeah. keeping a leisure of your friends' likes, like in an old. Scrooge book, but I don't, I don't think that's that's what anyone will do. Please don't do that. Please, don't. someone's going to, but it's okay. No, I'll just turn. no, don't, don't. It doesn't matter. It's okay. Um, well, I actually, I don't know. I really like it because I mean, the whole idea is it's getting rid of the number. So I guess the person who posted the picture can still see a number of likes, but when you're looking at other people's pictures, you'll just see that list, like Tay said, but there won't be a number under the picture of likes. And the whole idea is to, like, take the purpose of it away from numbers and, like, trying to make it look like you get all these likes on your pictures and just having it be posting what you enjoy. Like the other but you stuff. can still see. Yeah. I mean, so. I think it's a great idea. I would, like... Yeah. Just to see I the know kind of... Sa- yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying about, like, you can still see the number of likes, but... I think that part of the societal need for more likes isn't necessarily like me feeling like I need more likes. There's also that that bit in there about other people can see how many I got and how it looks. Like if you start getting a certain mm-hmm. number of likes on your pictures and start getting all your pictures around, I don't know, 500 and then you post one that only gets 150, I don't think that all of that like, oh, I need to delete it comes from you not liking it. I think it probably comes from other people seeing that right because i mean um, if you're gonna post a picture you must like it in the first place but i think a big part of what keeps people posting on instagram and keeps people from deleting pictures is 
how people perceive it. This is so interesting. This is this is why it's so valuable that you tell me these things. <laughs> and Taylor, you, even though we, we're not that big of an age gap, because I uh, so the I don't really Instagram much. I have one ever, ever. I don't. I communicate. Be tweak 2K19. I'm going to take over Sydney's Instagram and make oh boy. her an Instagram superstar. I don't. I have never been good at communicating through pictures. I've always communicated through words. Well, I, I mean, Instagram pictures going to be screenshots of, of text. Well, yeah. Really? I mean, that's what it would be. I mean, Twitter is so much better suited for me. Well, but Sid, you are kind of already an Instagram star, even if you don't mean to be, because whenever I post a picture, of you or mm-hmm. Justin, that's that's my most liked picture. Like nothing yeah. that I, nothing that involves me, not not my art, not anything. It's just if it's if it's one of you two, that's yeah. that's the all the that's the most likes I've gotten on anything. I I, I like all of both of your pictures you always. No, I'm very I good about. It. I mean, if I didn't like it, it's just that I didn't see it somehow. Yeah. Last year at the beach, I posted a picture that had Justin in it, and then he reposted it. And then Justin, like, fan accounts started reposting it. And that's still my most liked picture ever. And I think Justin gained me, like, a thousand followers in one night just because Justin photobombed one of my pictures. Yeah. This this is so interesting because on Twitter, when I post something and then I look to see, like, likes and retweets and stuff, um, one, the most interesting part to me is the comments, just because I want to know what yeah. other people say. Because usually, like other people, I'm usually posting about the kids, and other mm-hmm. people share kids' stories. But two, it's really just for me to say, like, oh, good, a lot of people liked it. Mm-hmm. For me, like, it's very much a, a feedback loop. Like, I'm going to say something that I think people will enjoy, and then, oh, they did. And I feel good about myself because people enjoyed the thing I put out there into the world. I don't think my brain has ever considered that other people see that number of likes. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I just don't. And I'm not saying like I am obviously if I feel this way, everyone else does too. Yeah. But it just, and I wonder if it's like part of it is that I'm an adult. So I'm not as, I'm a little, I'm a little more self-actualized. Mm-hmm. I'm not as concerned with what other people think of me, but it's just really interesting because I had never flipped around to that part of it. But I, I think especially as a young person, you would think a lot about what your friends see on mm-hmm. there and how many likes your friends are seeing that you got. Yeah. I, I've never considered that. Yeah. Hmm. That's really interesting. If you posted a tweet that you thought was funny and it only got 10 likes, would you consider deleting it? No. Nah. Okay. I'm just curious. No. No, I don't uh, I don't think I would delete a tweet unless I um, made a grammatical error and then I would delete it and post it correctly, which I have done. And apologize for it. There should be an edit button for grammatical errors. There's nothing worse than like, oh, that was a good joke. I'm going to put that out there. And then you look and you're like, why is there no apostrophe there? I could have sworn I put an apostrophe there. And then. Yeah. And it's like, you don't ever notice it till there's like already like a a good amount of like likes or retweets on it. And it's like, oh, well. Oh, well. Well, then perhaps that is good that Instagram has done that. Then that's great. I mean. I don't know that that's going to cure all of the ills of social media, but yeah. I mean, I guess every little step helps. Yeah. Hey, sisters, yeah. does IG mean Instagram? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. But, okay. <laughs> okay. Good. We glad we. Care. What else? What? St- no. <laughs> <laughs> that's the show. 
<laughs> I see people use that abbreviation and I assumed like I sat there staring at it one day and went, ah, Instagram. And <laughs> I have read it that way ever since. But then it occurred to me that I also thought SMH meant smacking my head and not shaking my head until this show. Well, and so well, I, I thought it meant mean, so much hate. So whatever. Oh. I could also mean, I guess. Just depends on the context. I I've could, seen people. I use could both. puzzle that out. <laughs> I think. Well, like it's like it's kind of like you add SMH to the end of something. Like you write something and just end it with IG. Like, I don't know. Well, mm. see, I just would have assumed that someone was referring me to their Instagram for further clarification. <laughs> <laughs> this has been this has been very educational. Thank you for this, sisters. Uh, hey, there's a so it's it's 2019 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and. Um, you're working through it. It's a rough time. No, I'm going to get there. Okay. It's a ru- I was going to say it's a rough time to live in the United States of America, but like it's bad all over, folks. Yeah. yeah. There's rough stuff happening everywhere. Yeah. Uh, the news these days. And I have to feel like that there there is good. There is a force that is good. Maybe the force, I don't know. That is good <laughs> that uh brought us what what a movie that is coming out soon. What's that? The universe has conspired to bring us cats. Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers. Oh. And if there was ever a time that I needed to see, um, like, the beloved Tom Hanks as the beloved Mr. Rogers. Yeah. It's 2019. Yeah, Yeah. I would agree with that. I feel like that it's, it's a, the existence of this film and it's coming out soon means that, don't worry. There is always goodness. I thought you were talking about cats. (laughs) No, I was not talking about cats. (laughs) I don't, I don't want to, I know that the entire internet has given a thousand hot takes on those designs, but I just, why? I don't know. It's so, it's so like, I, I didn't know what to say. I was just watching the trailer, looking at these cats going, what? I am so excited. Okay, here's my question, just for the the people who don't like the cat designs. They picked a middle ground, and they could have either gone Uh full Broadway, like it's obviously just people wearing costumes. Uh Or, if you want them to do like a Lion King CGI, then it's really just cats. What did did people want from them? Because cats can't dance like that. Either answer is better. Yeah, (laughs) I would agree. A movie with just a video of a bunch of actual cats running around wouldn't be as entertaining, I don't think. Oh, I don't think that's true at all. No. How are they going to sing and dance? I think, what was wrong with the original costumes? They're beautiful. Yeah, just, they're iconic. It, exactly. Just make it like they're obviously people dressed up in fanciful costumes. That I'm fine with. No, they're just people-sized cats. Here's my question, though. Are they people-sized cats, or are they cat-sized people that look like cats? They're they, cat-sized people that look like cats. Yeah, because you that one... I don't know why that picture of that little cat at the dinner table with the big old knife and fork... <laughs> I don't know why that disturbs me so much, but every time I'm eating my dinner, I'm afraid I'm going to look up and across the table. It's going to be a, a, a tiny, not quite furry enough, but furry humanoid thing, like, <laughs> demanding food. 
See, <laughs> I'm staring at you. I know this was somebody posted that on Twitter. Like, all right, well, that's the end of the day. But before you go to sleep tonight, and then it was just that picture. <laughs> and it was like, ah! no. I'm more scared of Jason Derulo cat peeking his head through that cat door. <sighs> just his little face, like, hey, oh like the, I see that in the in coming out of my door when I'm trying to sleep. I still my favorite take was still the plot of cats. <laughs> they're Sydney cats. I love that tweet. <laughs> they're cats and they introduce themselves until one is given permission to die. <laughs> cats. I, uh, I I I'll see it. Um I don't know that I could let Charlie see it cuz I don't think she'll ever sleep again. We've already got scary stories to tell in the dark coming out. I don't need cats as well. I know. <laughs> Which is more terrifying. Uh, coming. I mean, they both, like, I think, as far as scary stories started out as, like, this is a children's book, but then the illustrations just made it horrifying. Enough to vault it into a mainstream horror movie now. I, I guess cats hit that same original uncanny value. But, like, this is supposed to be entertaining, but it's not. No. Now it's horrifying. <laughs> you the made a ghost. Made horrifying. Uh, you know what? I predict, though, I think these movies we're discussing are going to be blockbusters. Oh, there it is. Oh, uh, there we go. Sydney, um, what does blockbuster mean? You said you knew what it meant now. I want to know. Yeah, I had to look this up. So we're going to, we, we were going to talk about, like, going to the movies in the summer blockbusters. And it occurred to me, I didn't know what the term meant. Like, it's a... Uh, it used to be the place where you rented movies. Right. Uh, ah. Do you remember those days? I remember the blockbuster that used to be downtown. And I remember going there to rent the newest Mario Party games for my GameCube. Or my Wii. I don't think I ever actually rented movies from there. But I remember renting very, those very videos. Very of a time. Yeah. And then it was closed. And then I kept one of them on accident. Well, they're closed. They don't care. It's a mattress store now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, Blockbuster means it's a reference to uh, cr- like a line of people waiting to get in that goes around the block. Hmm. So that, okay. is, that is where that term comes from, is that if your movie is so good that people are lined up around the block yeah. to see it, then it is a Blockbuster film. Now, obviously, the, the term Blockbuster has... It, it describes something more than that now. Right. People line up to see lots of movies that I don't think we would call from a, like a commercial sense a blockbuster necessarily. Mm-hmm. But that was the origin of the term. And there weren't summer blockbusters, I was reading about this, until Jaws. Okay. Wow. Jaws was considered the first summer blockbuster movie. That's an interesting summer choice since it's about people being terrorized by a shark on a beach and usually a beach is where you go during the summer. Yeah. I think that was the idea. That was what? 75? Yeah. And the the whole idea, their advertising, I guess, ahead of Jaws was like unprecedented. The way that they like pushed it. That Uh Jaws was coming out. Obviously, it was a big deal because, I mean, I'm just going to, this is my humble opinion, that Jaws is a good movie. Maybe I'm the only one. (laughs) Am I the only one who thinks that? I think Jaws is a good movie. I'm going to put out there that Jaws... Is, no, everybody thinks Jaws is a good movie. It's a great, it's a movie. great movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. Uh, so it was good, of course, but also, like, the big mechanical shark. That was a big deal for the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, it, the special effects and stuff were big. And then it was like, 
it's summer everyone's at the beach in the pool haha it's a shark movie <laughs> we're gonna ruin all of your vacations yeah. yeah so like that was a big draw for it too well, and, uh, and I mean to be fair know. like I saw that movie when I was a child and guess what I still don't go where the water <laughs> <laughs> It's, you know what? There, I bet there are so many people that are the same way. Right, they like, saw Jaws once when they were small, never got motion no, again. Just, just nope, nope. Thank you, Jaws. Uh, but it, it, but it's interesting because that really that was the first time that like people started to see summer as a time where you would go to the movies. Prior to that, summer was not a time you went to the movies. Summer yeah. was a time you were outside. See, that's interesting to me because I don't think I've ever necessarily thought of summer as a time to go to the movies. Just really? because it's like, I mean, unless it's in the evening, you know, like something you do mm-hmm. at night um, with friends, it's never struck me as something to go do during summer because I feel like I always have to be outside during the summer. Their whole message was, it's so hot outside, why not come cool, cool off, off and come the see a movie? and come see a movie? Well, I guess that's probably changed slightly now that you can watch more movies inside your own house, Yeah. right? Sure. And I mean, like, that's that's part of it, too, right? Like, back then, obviously, the movies were going to come out eventually on video. Mm -hmm. But there was going to be a long lag. Yeah. Sometimes I forget you couldn't just watch whatever movies you wanted at your Mm -hmm. house. Well, and there were so many... We've talked about this before on the show about, like, shared cultural experiences. And, like, now with our plethora of streaming services and the way that you can see like any movie tv show from all time at any time and Mm -hmm. all this different stuff like there's so many different things that you can all your friends could be talking about like four different shows at the same time Mm -hmm. where at that moment jaws was the thing yeah and you didn't want to be the one person yeah at you know who like hung out at the pool the next day and everybody's talking about jaws and you're like I don't know. Sharks. Sharks, right? Sharks, right? It was also, it was, uh, they said that, uh, I was reading this article, that that Jaws was a a high concept film, but also like a very short, like it's a very short pitch. What do you mean? There's a big shark in the water. Yeah. What is the high concept part about that? I don't know. They said it's high concept, but it's also like, it's a shark. (laughs) Ah, shark. That's the that's the plot of Jaws. Ah, shark. shark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but that set the precedent, and then like the movies that followed suit were things like like Star Wars films and yeah, um, a lot of a lot of superhero films, a lot of big action films. You know, yeah. That, you read off that list, the biggest summer blockbuster every year since Jaws. Because mm-hmm. um, that's where we really kind of start the idea of it, like seventy five percent of them were all superhero movies. It's it's really interesting. Like if you look back, I'd say this summer. I mean, well, you know what the Endgame next one came was? out this summer. You know what's funny? The one the year after that was the Omen. Oh, interesting. But then Star Wars. Mm. <laughs> um, a lot of scary movies too. It, no, uh, in 1979, it was Amityville Horror, and also Grease the year before that. So that's a scary. Was movie. Grease two ever a summer blockbuster, Cindy? Oh come on! Hey now, Grease two should <laughs> have been a summer blockbuster. Um, do you think scary movies get so popular during the summer because people get excited for fall because it's so hot? Because I always enjoy watching scary movies, like not at the beginning of summer, but once you get to like July, like around this time where it's just hot and you've been, you know, out of school for like two months already, you're just like, I'm ready for just fall. I, I will say that there has 
been a lot of posts recently on my Facebook feed. Yeah. Of people <laughs> with like pictures of like pumpkins, pumpkins. and scarves <laughs> and like piles of leaves who are like, I'm just thinking about fall. That's Facebook all the time though. Just pumpkins, <laughs> That's true. scarves. That's true. And then, and then somebody angrily r- racist ranting. But then pumpkins. Then back yeah. to the <laughs> Then more posts about how much I love fall. Uh, and uh, as somebody who is generally like, uh, like never quite satisfied, like I live my life always on the verge but never achieving satisfaction in any way, shape, or form. I mean, I understand that yearning for a different season, but like, come on, it's still summer. Yeah, I I think it's more because of like what you were saying, the sort of collective experience. Horror movies are things that, you know, you can talk about with like you want to talk about with people that have seen it. Like it's it's very much like when a cool new horror movie hits, everybody talks about it. Then when like there's a cool new like thoughtful documentary. I don't know. Maybe I have different kinds of friends. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, though. Well, I mean, if if you think about horror movies are ways of like exploring the human psyche, the parts right. of our brain we don't we don't access. Yeah, and Jaws kind of fits in there. It's kind of a scary movie. It's a scary I mean, movie. It, Sharks are scary. Huh. Yes, I would say if you were in the ocean with a shark, especially one the size and apparent um, rage level rage. <laughs> of Jaws. Jaws made it personal. And, yes, and Jaws. And by this, I am to calling the shark Jaws. So shark. I mean, the shark the, is Jaws. That's his name, right? No, they never. He, he never gives his name to anybody. He never says it. And then um, also, I don't think anyone ever properly like, ah, oh, yes, we're off to fight Jaws. 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 <laughs> Important questions. Is the shark named Jaws? Don't you know. No. I'm going to put that poll out on the internet. I bet people would agree with me. Um, I think the shark's named Jaws. I don't think that the shark I... ever formally introduced itself. I think Jaws is real. There was a woman <laughs> okay. oh, I okay. saw Wait. on Facebook who is from around here who posted a picture of a shark's tooth she found at Myrtle Beach, which is very near where we go to the beach. And I it was saw this picture. the size of her hand. It was fake. I it was saw... so real. No, it wasn't. I saw this picture you and I thought, how did you? Oh, this is why Facebook is so dangerous. I saw Jaws the exact same post. I saw the exact same post you saw and I thought... Nobody would believe that's real. I did. And apparently Riley did. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, summer blockbusters have evolved since Jaws, which we have spent a startlingly long time discussing for people who were not born. Maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> when, when he's, about to, out. he's about to bite you and his mouth is open, that's what, what he's saying. He's screaming, Jaws! And that's how you learn his name. Only those who die know his name. <laughs> I want, I want a dub of the movie Jaws, where every time that shark is about to attack, it's just like Jaws. Jaws! Every time it opens its mouth, it just screams it. Jaws. In that voice, not like even a scary voice, just Jaws. I remember we went on that Universal ride once, where it's the Jaws ride, and the shark got stuck, and the ride got stuck. So we were just sitting there next to it, and Jaws wasn't even that big. It was like regular shark sized. Is it gone now? Is yeah, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone now. That's a shame. I mean, it broke down while we were on it. We just kind of sat there looking at the shark. It still exists in Japan. I went on the Jaws ride in uh, in Universal Osaka. Yeah. 
Uh, We need to talk about something more current than 1975 on this teen podcast. But before we do that, let's check the group message. Uh, Listeners, we want to tell you about a very special sponsor of Still Buffering, and that's HelloFresh. We here on this podcast love (laughs) HelloFresh because they make conquering the kitchen a reality with deliciously simple recipes. So how it works is they're going to send you pre-measured ingredients, easy to follow, six-step pictured recipe cards uh, delivered to your door every week. All these meals that you're going to make come together in 30 minutes or less. Um, It's really easy to do no matter how adept you feel you are in the kitchen or how much of a novice. Uh, you can you can do this. You can put together these recipes. You can follow the instructions, and you can cook something really great. Um, we cooked uh, a bunch of HelloFresh, like three of them, over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, because we had a whole bunch of people over. Mm-hmm. So we made the whole box all together. Now that is not, I think, the plan when they send you three different meals is to make them all at no. once. But we had a house full of people, so we, we had, made them all, and then we had leftovers. And then we had leftovers. We had a little bit of something for everybody. Uh, it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Everybody getting to cook together and uh, try different things. We, you know, try recipes and, and ingredients that mm-hmm. people hadn't tried before. Um, and they have different plans you can choose from. So classic veggie or family. And if our listeners want to check out HelloFresh, uh, Tay, what should they do? Well, you can get a total of $80 off uh, in your first month. So that's $20 off of each of your first four boxes. Uh, if you just visit HelloFresh.com slash StillBuffering80 and use the promo code StillBuffering80. That's HelloFresh.com slash StillBuffering80, promo code StillBuffering80. Get 80 bucks off your first month. So, uh, since Jaws, other movies have been made. <laughs> yes. What? It was, it was. It may surprise you to learn that it was not the last movie to come out in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, although, if based on the first half of our podcast, you may think that. Yep. This uh, is a Jaws fan cast. <laughs> I was looking back to to since like it, our our lives since any of us on this podcast have existed. <laughs> <laughs> what movies were summer blockbusters and like was I familiar? Was I aware? Mm-hmm. Like the first one that I had any awareness and I guarantee you I didn't see it in the theaters was Who Framed Roger Rabbit and that was 1988 so I would have been five so. Mm. Oh I've seen that movie. It, but it was the first like I was like oh that was a great yeah I remember that. I remember like Ghost came out in 1990 that was huge. Everybody loved Ghost. Is that the one with the pottery? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The pottery okay. scene. I've never seen it. I just know that. Um, and one that I do remember, and Tay, I don't know if you have the same memory as I do, I've seen 1991 Terminator 2 came out. Oh, I remember seeing that. Do you remember where we saw it? Not only did we see it in a theater, it was not, we were not in a theater. We were at a th- movie screen. <laughs> we saw it at a drive-in. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, I I mean, I know we saw, it must be coming up here on the list. I know we saw one of the Batman movies there. But yeah, you're right. I remember seeing, I remember seeing Terminator there too. That's, and you were five. Hmm. That's a good, that's a good age to see Terminator. Yes. I was thinking about this. Would you show Charlie Terminator? No. no. (laughs) She's almost five. I know. I was thinking about this. Like, you were five and I was eight and we saw Terminator 2 at the drive-in. Well, yeah. this must have been sometime around the same era in which I saw Hellraiser. So I was I was an old hat at that intense movies. 
I was thinking like that, that the Terminator 2, not the Terminator, but the Terminator 2. The sequel. <laughs> the, no, not the movie. I'm talking about the actual like character, the Terminator 2, the two Terminator, the second Terminator. I don't. Terminator the second. Terminator Jr.? He has a name, T-1000, T-2000. Yeah, I would say, T- I don't think his name is like Terminator <laughs> 2. I think that was the, there Little was a T? movie. He has a name. I forget what it is. The one that turns into liquid metal. Yeah. Him turning into liquid metal and like his arms turning into spikes and hammers is so terrifying. Yeah, that was he was a scary guy. That was a scary man. Yes, that that movie, uh, it got deep into my psyche and has never gotten out. (laughs) (laughs) Sydney doesn't fear Jaws. Sydney fears Terminator 2. (laughs) Sydney fears Mercury. (laughs) <laughs> I do, I do. I think it's very scary when he starts running after cars because he's that fast, and like the way it is, it's not like see today, Riley. When when people run really fast mm-hmm. on TV or in movies, they're not really doing it. It's computers, yeah. you know, like the Flash. Yeah, he doesn't really run that fast. He's not the Flash. <laughs> Nobody is the Flash, really. Yeah. But they couldn't. I don't know. Maybe they could have done that back then, but they just didn't do it in Terminator 2. He doesn't really run fast. He just starts working up to a fast run. Uh-huh. But then he catches the car. So it never looks fake or unnatural. Uh-huh. It just looks like, oh my gosh, that human just ran that fast. Is he yeah. really a machine? It's. I don't know why. It's very unsettling. I feel like... <laughs> Is he really... I think that Kindergarten Cop and like the Terminator movies have kind of merged in my brain because I was young when they <laughs> <laughs> So like I keep like thinking like, oh, that's where Arnold does that thing about having a tumor. Wait, no, I think that's a different movie. I can't really remember. Which one has the happy ending? Does he die at the end? Of- does he go into a vat of lava at the end of Kindergarten Cop to save <laughs> yes. kindergartners from a fire? No, no, he does. He does get dunked into the into the giant thing of. I don't think it's lava. I think it's like molten metal. <laughs> no, it's definitely lava. I remember this. Kindergarten cop goes in the lava <laughs> to get rid of two Terminator. <laughs> no, that is definitely the end of Terminator Two, and not at the end of Kindergarten Cop. Uh, um, well, it's been a while. <laughs> I, it has been a while uh, since I've seen Kindergarten Cop, so I don't, I can't vouch for exactly how it ends, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure it's not that. Oh, One can hope. <laughs> I don't can't know. Can't be sure. Uh, no, you're right though. Batman Returns came out in '92. Okay. <coughs> I, I just remember driving uh, away from the movie theater, and it's like you know you tuned your radio station to listen to the the um, movie. The drive-in yeah. movie. Did you know that? That's how we listened to I did not them. know that. You, yeah, you would find the right frequency on your radio station. Yeah. Gosh, that's so old. Yeah. Isn't that wild? And then, and I remember driving away while we were s- slowly losing connection with the, like, the short range of the movie, and it was Kiss from a Rose. And they're like, oh, yes. bummer, this is a good song. <laughs> that's so funny to think about. Uh, yeah, because you could uh, park, if you got close enough... If you didn't want to pay, mm-hmm. you could park somewhere that was close enough where if you could get like a little like side view of the of the screen mm-hmm. 
and you could tune your radio until you heard the movie. So mm-hmm. you didn't get a great view, but if you wanted to, drive-ins were easy places to like find a place that yeah. was close enough where yeah. you could sort of see the movie. Yeah. Um. Man, uh, why don't drive-ins exist anymore? I feel like people would still go to them. Yeah, why don't you millennials bring them back? Yeah, I feel like there are like some places where they are. Yeah, just not, not anywhere around here. Um, I would love that. Can you imagine? We did not see in '93. Jurassic Park came out. Man, I wish we'd seen that at a drive-in. Yeah, right. Uh, I do remember seeing it in a theater, though. Those dinosaurs were real. <laughs> I mean, they seemed real. Those the raptors. Those dinosaurs. Were, that was another thing that I was irrationally afraid of. Mm-hmm. Raptors. Raptors. <laughs> Just you know, they. I don't know. I know it doesn't seem logical that they're going to come into your bedroom late at night, but they're real smart. I'm not going to assume that I, I can outthink them. That yeah. was that was where I saw one of my two style icons. Laura Dern in Jurassic mm-hmm. Park yeah. is one of my two style icons. The other is Helen Hunt and Twister. Yeah. I think that's the same exact outfit in both. I generally just want to <laughs> wear cargo shorts or pants with a tank top and then a loose linen shirt that I can tie around my waist or put on. A loose linen shirt. Depending on my needs, my weather needs. If Sydney were an article of clothing, <laughs> she'd be a loose linen shirt. <laughs> I, I think you just want to look like a scientist. That's that is that's I, cool science. I had this yeah. thought. Yes, I had this thought. Like This is how... Uh, it's not just scientists, though. Let's be honest. Let's be honest, Hollywood. It's a lady scientist. Yeah. yeah. Lady scientists wear these clothes. <laughs> and I love them. And I am a lady scientist. So I, I embrace the outfit that Hollywood has decided is appropriate for me. At and, the beach, uh, that's all Sydney's going to be wearing. Surprise, she only brought cargo shorts and loose linen shirts. You, you know, Sid, that pink that... Oh, she did. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, salmon-colored shirt that Laura Dern wears in uh, Jurassic Park, it, uh, Hot uh-huh. Topic made it for a while. Really? Yeah, so, you know, it's never too late to, uh, to, to cosplay from Jurassic Park if you want to. It's probably still out there somewhere. I need that. That's really... That's my, that's my look. That's my... That's your aesthetic. That's my aesthetic. I love it. Uh, uh, after that, some of these, like, it's funny because, like, Forrest Gump was the big summer blockbuster the following year. And, like, um, I, I can't say, like, Forrest Gump is one of my favorite movies, although I have already, I mean, who doesn't love Tom Hanks, Mm -hmm. right? Like, he's Tom Hanks. But I was, I did have the soundtrack and listen to it constantly. Hmm. Is that just me? Uh, I mean, it wasn't me. I wasn't alive. It wasn't me. I was. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know but you're right as you move through the years for us the summer blockbusters are really like more Batman movies Independence Day Men in Black Men in Black which was great because not only was the movie great it came with a song everybody loved and a dance that you could do That's true. do you think we're going to get a new dance that you can do with the new Men in Black with, uh, I hope so with, with Thor and Valkyrie I don't <laughs> did, yeah. did teenagers still do that where, like, a song comes out and then everybody learns the dance that goes with it. Because I remember doing the Men in Black dance. Well, you mean... At, like, school dances. Like like the Dougie. <laughs> Was that from a movie? No. I, most of the songs that have dances go along with them aren't from movies now. They're just, like... They're just Men in Black. Songs that came out that have a dance that has become popularized <laughs> with them. 
Did, didn't you all learn how to do that weird little cup thing from that one movie with Anna Kendrick? Yes, yeah, I did. That's true. That's that's you know, a good corollary. I learned that before Pitch Perfect. One of my friends already knew it from an old kids TV show that she watched mm-hmm. and taught it to me. And then Pitch Perfect came out and I was like, <gasps> I think there's, uh, <coughs> I don't know what this says about my sense of humor, but for me, there are a few things funnier than watching somebody attempt to do the cup thing and do it badly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mean like in a performance. I don't mean like making fun of like, like teenagers who are trying yeah. to do it. I mean, like Justin sometimes will try to do it and intentionally like send the cup flying across the room. Yeah. Because he knows that every time he does it, I reliably will laugh. Yeah. M- my butt I off. I feel like you'd like the videos <laughs> that became popular for a while of that song coming on and people feeling like the overwhelming need to do the cup song. But the only thing in front of them is like a glass full of water or a bowl full of cereal. <laughs> so These they are do the things the, I would enjoy. They do the cup song with, this bowl full of cereal and the cereal goes everywhere. Cindy has a very specific sense of humor and we just discovered it. I, I don't know. I think she gets this honest because this is definitely like our father watching like America's Funniest Home Videos. Dad was just endless crotch yeah. shots. we like, ha ha, another guy got hit in the balls. Love it. Love it. Cindy's like, ha ha, cup song. It's, it's, there's something about it. Again, it's not making fun. It's not a malicious thing. I don't. I don't mean like somebody is earnestly trying to do their best and then they mess it up and they're embarrassed and crushed. I have no, that is not humorous yeah. to me. I have. I find no humor in that. What I mean is a very intentional. Like, I don't know how to do this. Watch me mess up the cup song. I don't know why I find that so funny. Um, I'm glad we found your very specific favorite thing yeah if, if anybody runs across sydney in the wild if you if you want to uh to impress her just, yeah. just break into the cup song make her laugh then your best friends throw that's the, gonna happen throw the though. cup across the room yeah. and i will laugh and that that's it uh we've got more like all the all the new star wars took over for a while mm-hmm. um sh- you know what's wild to me is that shrek was a summer blockbuster <laughs> uh, nothing against shrek i mean it was you know, it's a good movie, but like, man, people love Shrek. Everybody loved that movie. Kids loved it. Adults loved it. I, now the internet loves I it loved in a way that that's movie. unholy and, and should not be known. And bad. Yeah. Somebody needs to, is there, has someone done a dissertation on what it was about Shrek that connected so strongly? I'm going to now. With the with the human psyche that every, like the devotion to Shrek. I mean, it's it's a really like deep devotion. And again, this is not me saying it's a bad movie. I enjoy Shrek. I do. I don't think There's I There's a Shrek I musical now. I, I, and I, I mean like, and it's, it's good too. Well, it's but good. I don't think I developed the deep emotional bond with Shrek that yeah. a lot of people did. And I understand it's a story about like loving the way you look, the way you are, inner beauty and about all that and I understand like all those themes but it still just didn't like I don't know like it well, really seemed to speak to people in a way that I was more like oh that was a good movie and moved I think on. it was probably kind of one of those like a bigger more popularized version of the cartoons we were talking about last week that were like for adults and kids yeah like Shrek was true. a cartoon was Disney did Dream, was did Disney own DreamWorks back then or was it just a, a DreamWorks flick I don't know it wasn't. No, no, no. It was not Disney. Was it was very anti Disney. Right. There are lots of hidden Anti-Disney references things. Yeah. To like so. anti Disney stuff in them. Yeah. Yeah. Um but I mean it, it was a kid's movie. It was a DreamWorks cartoon, but it was not, you know, the typical like 
princess movie kids cartoon yeah. so adults could watch it with their kids or go see it on their own and people enjoyed it yeah then they made like three more that i don't even remember seeing but at some point there were shrek babies and i remember i had a shrek baby doll interesting i don't know um you know modern summer blockbusters are largely really these days more superhero films yeah yeah well, i was looking through and like it really for a while has been a lot more avengers and iron man and guardians of the galaxy and uh wonder woman and spider-man mm-hmm. all the spider-men well and then you start getting sequels that come out to big long series that become mm-hmm. the summer blockbusters from you know four years prior yeah. there was one avengers movie and then this year there's a mm-hmm. the final avengers movie i mean last summer the first part of infinity war came out and this summer Endgame came out and i would probably say those were the two biggest movies of both summers in a row and they said and one of the things i was reading in that article is like a a movie with broad appeal is very important for a summer blockbuster and like when you're talking about i I feel like nowadays you know it's 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 funny to say that movies that are based on comic book characters have broad appeal but they really they They really do do. i mean they i think that's what filmmakers found is that these aren't for niche nerd audiences and not necessarily just i mean because everyone's read the comic books like i certainly Mm -hmm. haven't read most of the comic books that these movies are about but i still very much enjoy them right um did did teens still go to the movies as much i mean when when i was younger going to the movies was very much like an event kind of thing like you get your friends together it wasn't like a casual thing it wasn't like maybe we'll go catch a movie or something it was like we're going to a movie yeah I mean, I remember doing that once or twice when I was younger, and we all still had to, like, be driven around by our parents, but we all wanted to hang out, so we were like, okay, well, what can we do that fills up time where, you know, people can drop us off and then still come pick us back up? It's like, well, we'll go to the mall for a while, and while we're at the mall, we'll see a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. I feel like going to the movies now is more of, like, a thing that you do, like, as a date, I guess. Like, it's not something I do casually just with friends. I don't think I've done it in a long time. But it's like, oh, you want to go on a date with someone? What's something you can do? I guess go see a movie. Like, I think that's, like, among teens I know, that's, like, its primary purpose. Mm. Um, With the exception of some movies that just everyone wants to see. Like, I know Toy Story 4 just came out, and I want to see that because I saw the Toy Stories growing up. Or, like, in-game movies like that that you go and see because the theater is going to be full when you go and see it. You know it's going to be. It's like there's going to be a bunch of people there. You go to a midnight Mm. premiere. Um, Go to see and be seen. Yeah. But I mean, you dressed in, uh, you you dressed in, you you cosplayed for the midnight premiere of of the Hunger Games. Yeah. I did. I did also dye my hair brown, so that I would look more like Katniss. Um, I like the commitment. Yeah, I did. I, I did. That. I did do that. But I don't know. I I've never thought of going to the movies as something I do during the summer. I guess that's what oh. you're talking about. Why they were co- became so popular in the summer, and I I a way to stay cool but i don't know i guess it's something i would do in the evening not something i'd think about doing during the day Hmm. i certainly don't go as often because if i want to watch movies it's not like the only way i can watch movies is either if i watch an old one that i have on dvd or vhs or if i go to the movies and see one yeah i mean that's the thing there are movies that aren't necessarily new like they didn't just come out but they're new to you they're constantly available yeah and then i mean like netflix and hulu make their own movies so they are new and they come out and the only way you can watch them is at your house and mm-hmm. like i do that with friends friends will come over and watch movies like on netflix or buy them 
And there's so much more knowing that things are going to be readily available to you as soon as they come. Like if you like, well, that'll be out on Netflix. And as soon as it's out, I'll just see it there. It's really for me divided movies a lot more into like, oh, I want to see that. But I don't know that the big screen experience will improve it that much. So I'm I'll wait and I'll see it when it, you know, when I can watch it at home. And then there are going to be movies that you think like, oh, those would be really good in the theater. Maybe you wait for those. but. I, and tickets are so expensive. It's like, I'm already paying for Netflix. Let's wait till it's there. I, I yeah. kind of get the rise of like things like Alamo or then like, you know, there's a lot of like kind of off-brand Alamos yeah. here in New York where it's like, uh, it's not just for a movie. You can come see a movie, but also there's food, there's drinks, there's like other things to do because I feel like that's... Right. I go to movies a lot with friends, but it's because I have friends that... I have, we go to those kinds of things. So it's a night out fully encompassed. Yeah. That that makes more sense to me. And that's probably yeah. an experience. You know, it's funny. Uh, Justin and I now, as old married people, don't go to movies much on our dates. We we talk about it, but we never end up doing it because it's such a rarity that we get to just be together and talk and just enjoy each other's company and not also be parenting that we don't want to have to watch a movie. Not talk to each other. Yeah. yeah. And being able to go to something, although I know at the Alamo it's pretty strict, you can't talk. I didn't get kicked out. Yeah, you can whisper, but but, you can whisper. But that's uh, something that's more of an event would be more appealing to me. Where I, but I'm also one. I'm one of those horrible people who talk through movies. So that's who I am. That's why I feel like drive-ins would be popular again. Because it's like an event. Like you go yes. out with friends, you're in your car. That you're would not be in a crowded perfect. theater. You can talk to each other because you're in your own car. You can move around. You can bring your own food and stuff. Wow, yeah. mm-hmm. why don't you guys get on that? I feel like Huntington would be a great place for a, for a drive-in. I feel like we would too. I think it would. Are I, gonna open, hey, listen, there used to be one where what was a Walmart and then became a big medical complex. That's right, I remember that. Hmm. Yeah, um, and I think we could just tear that d- back down for <laughs> drive-in. There's lots of field space in Huntington. We live in West Virginia. There's a lot of there are a Forest. lot of big empty fields. There are also a lot of like um, old abandoned like buildings and mm-hmm. things that are doing no good. Yeah. yeah. And and it's not like you um, can't, it's not just a, it seems like something that you could only do in the summer, but it's super not. Because I definitely remember seeing movies where we'd have yeah. the heat turned up way in the car and just like, mm-hmm. you know, we'd open the back, but like we we were in the warmth of the car. Yeah. There it is, movie theaters. Bring that back. Bring that back. Bring back a drive-in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to think some of those big, giant, like, movie theater conglomerates that open movie theaters all over the country Want to get in. pilot yeah. one. Yeah. Try it out. No, so you, got, you guys get, get, get a group together. Do, like, a little independent one. You could do, mm. you could show, show old movies. A bespoke drive-in. Yeah. <laughs> you could show old movies, and that costs a lot less. You don't have to pay, like, the fees for new stuff. That'll help you. That's true. Going. And people would pay for that, I think. I think especially nowadays, if you get, like... Um, Because they do that. Mm-hmm. They do that at the theater. Mm-hmm. You can they go during, uh, they do it all year long, but I they were advertising a whole summer mm-hmm. again of like special movies that they show and they're either really cheap or even, are they free or just they're cheap? cheap? They're cheap. But they're cheap, they're but like The Princess Bride was showing, mm-hmm. I saw. Um, I almost went to that because the opportunity is seen in a theater. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, someone do that. Someone please hey really, really good we'll, business we'll, venture. We'll, we'll we'll support it support it yes yes we will support this business venture 
Thank you, sharks. <laughs> Thanks, Jaws. Thanks, Jaws. Jaws. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, sisters. Uh, and thank you, listeners. I hope you enjoy all of your summer blockbuster films, and I hope that the cats don't haunt your dreams forever. They will, though. They, they definitely will. already, they already <laughs> are. Let's be real. Thank you to Maximum Fun. You should check out MaximumFun.org for a lot of wonderful podcasts that you would enjoy. Um, you should tweet at us at StillBuff, and you should email us at StillBuffering at MaximumFun.org for thoughts or suggestions or questions or comments or topics. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Changed Mine. This has been Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am a teenager. And I was, was too. Hi, I'm Dave. Hi, I'm Graham. And we're two house DJs who have been trapped inside our drum machine. We love it here, and we'd love if you stopped by and visited us every week on Stop Stop Podcasting Podcasting Yourself here on MaximumFun.org. We're just a couple of doofuses from Canada. And listen to our show or perish. (laughs) Stop podcasting yourself (laughs) on MaximumFun.org. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.